together growing in faith, changing communities. The grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you always. My dear brothers and sisters, today I would like us to reflect on two readings. The first one from 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6 to 8 and 17 to 18. And the Gospel of Matthew chapter 16, verse 13 to 19. Timothy, beloved, I am already on the point of being sacrificed. The time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. From now on, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. But the Lord stood by me and gave me strength to proclaim the word fully, that all the Gentiles might hear it. So I was rescued from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil and save me for his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. And in the gospel, at that time, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon Bajona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church. The gate of Hades shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. My dear brothers and sisters, today we celebrate the solemnity of Peter and Paul. And so in the second letter of St. Paul to Timothy, he says, I'm already at the point of being poured out like a libation. I'm already at the point of being pointed out or poured out like a sacrifice. The time has come. But I fought the good fight. I finished the race. I've kept the faith. Those three words are quite powerful for me. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. 
If you go and analyze the life of St. Paul, you can see the traces of God's grace. From a man who was adamant at fighting the kingdom of God. From a man who was convinced that Christianity was a wrong way of life. For a man who persecuted the church. It's amazing what God can do in our lives. I find it absolutely shocking, consoling, amazing that Jesus shows so much sympathy and empathy for a sinner. That Jesus is willing to sit with a sinner. He's willing to forgive a sinner. Jesus seems to always see good in a person. I mean, he says, I came for the sick. I came for the sinners. It is the sick that need the doctor. He leaves the 99 and he goes looking for the one that went astray. I mean, if we were to be honest, Jesus embarrasses us as a church and as people who believe in God. You know, Jesus is more forgiving than the church will ever be. Jesus is more understanding than the church will ever be. He shows his mercy. He's willing to listen. He's willing to make things better. I don't remember in the scriptures where Jesus will sit down with you and analyze your sins, your failures, your mistakes. He's always open to a sinner. Always willing to listen, to bring back home. And so at this solemnity of Peter and Paul, I see the value of God's love for Saul. Because had God not loved Saul, we will not have been enriched with so much beauty in the writings of St. Paul. If Jesus did not show compassion on Peter, we will not have seen how God can love a sinner. And so in St. Paul and in St. Peter, we see the mercy and the love of God. And I want to say it again, it embarrasses the church. It throws us all out because I need to ask myself do I forgive as Jesus does am I compassionate am I loving am I kind am I understanding towards a fallen person a sinner as Jesus does and the answer is I'm not 
That's why I'm saying Jesus shames us. But then in the gospel, there's something absolutely beautiful. Who do people say that I am? And they get it all wrong. And I want to believe that at times we get it all wrong. We, do, we, we don't really know or we don't get it. Who is this Jesus? Who is he? And am I willing to learn from him? Am I willing to be like him? Am I willing to be guarded, guided, led by him? How often have we mistakenly condemned people in the name of religion? What does the Lord ask of me? What does Jesus demand from my life? And so the first question, who do people say that I am? But who do I say Jesus is? Have I met him as a personal savior? Do I know him in my own experiences? Have I encountered him in my own failures? May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us, to protect, to bless, and to guide us in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Oh my God, I offer up to you all my thoughts, words, and actions, joys and hopes, griefs and anxieties of this day. I ask you to grant me the grace to love and serve you and all those you send my way today. I ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Almighty God, bless and protect you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.